Penthouse to Pentecost. The name might sound extreme, but isn't that just like our God? He parts seas. He brings the dead to life. He makes extreme moves. He spared nothing to find me. My name's Ashley, and to the world I'm nobody, but to God I'm the one he left the 99 for. And he's leaving the 99 for you too. In this podcast, From Penthouse to Pentecost, I discuss deep, real, raw topics of what living in the valley of the shadow of death is like, and how I and many other women were redeemed from a life of living hell. Disclaimer. Topics discussed here may not be suitable for young ears. It's gonna be fine. Just, we're just winging life yep. today. It's I fine. Know. <laughs> Everything's great. I have no idea what what I'm doing. At least You're good. That's the best way to do it. You just go. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe that. You know, we're just setting up microphones and like try to act natural. I know. I'm like, this is a pretty snazzy little contract. Mine's not this cool. Tim bought this because he's starting a podcast. Yeah. He was oh, start- you know, he tried. He's doing it. He's yeah. two years ago. He decided that he was going to. So we bought this stuff, and I'm thinking you're crazy. But now I'm like, thank you for right? buying really nice stuff <laughs> <laughs> so that I could use it. What is stored up from one man will be used for another. <laughs> Amen. So I think like most things that we should just pray Yeah. and just ask for his presence. God, we just thank you so much for what you're doing um, through and in Meredith and, and in and through me. God, we just want to be channels for you. We want um, to hear your voice loud and clear and we want to just help people and that's we just want to be your vessel god if you could just show up and show out that would be awesome yes. in jesus name amen amen, amen. just keep it simple yeah. so um i have my little questions okay. here too but go ahead and introduce yourself okay <laughs> uh i'm meredith Seithel, um founder of tiger lily resources um and coast uh host and creator of traffic stop real news sex trafficking yes. um so tiger lily resources is a nonprofit ministry and we serve uh survivors of human trafficking and traffic stop is a new national campaign that we're just getting ready to launch to help raise awareness of what human trafficking really looks like in america because it's very it's a very jaded concept mm-hmm. and so many people just don't know um right. what it's like right in their backyard um, yeah. They have an idea of what it could possibly be like in the country, but it's nowhere near them, of course, you know. Um, so we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of people who see it and touch it and help it and, you know, really know the ins and outs of it and getting the real story from them. So I'm very excited about that. Um, we've been doing the outreach um, since 2017, and it has changed and rearranged quite a few times but nothing outside of God's direction yeah um so it's always an adventure and yeah so this next chapter very excited for that is awesome I am so excited um I know that we actually crossed paths a while back at first assembly um uh, on a Friday night um and you had brought some friends with you um to celebrate recovery if that's okay that I say that oh yeah 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 yeah. yes Um, and I I Remember you sharing and like hearing a little bit about what you did, and I was like, "That is amazing." So I forgot about that. It <laughs> was a long time ago, and then um, I don't know. Whenever I decided to start, you know, 
literally a week ago, I'm like, I'm going to make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim's like, you should reach out to Meredith. And then to find out that you go here right. to Grace, like that's just, I know uh, that's just crazy <laughs> to me, especially because you live in Illinois, right? Yeah. Yeah. I live um, from my house to your, the house, not my house, from the house till here. It's uh, just under an hour. Wow. And it's worth the drive. That's Absolutely. a drive to church, though. Yeah. For sure. Well, I, even before that, I was driving to another church further um, really? down the highway. I was going to Destiny for a while. Oh, wow. And yeah, there was like a mass exodus from De- Destiny, and a lot of people are here. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> friend, awesome. A girlfriend of mine, actually, she messaged me in like February of this year. And she was like, I don't know where you're at with like your, your church wall, you know, if you're looking for a new church or what's going on, but you should totally come check out our new church in Maryland Heights. And I'm like, I'm pretty versed of churches. I'm like, there's a new church in Maryland Heights. Like, what is it? <laughs> and she was like, oh, we go to Grace Church now. And I'm like, girl, new that's not, yeah. I'm like, that's not new. <laughs> she's like, well, we've been going for like a month. So um, I had visited here before yeah. and I've spoken at like, a, f- a few, couple, you know, two or three of the men's breakfast. I would speak yeah. um, about the ministry there, and that's a whole other God story of how that even happened. Um, so I'd been a couple times, and then I've gone to service a couple times throughout the last probably five years, and it was good, but it was just never like, oh man, I have to come back. Like this is yeah. my church, right? It was just good, you know. Good, I was got good message and whatever, and. My friend, she was like, there's just something different here now. She's like, Holy Spirit is just here moving. moving. And I walked, the second I walked in those doors, I just, I felt this like vibrance. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yes, it is alive. (laughs) (laughs) And man, like it has been a while since, well, you know, with COVID and like not having the churches open and then doing online. And I was going to a smaller, well, it wasn't small, a different church over in Illinois. And it was good, um, but I chose that church more for the girls because it was kind of a kind of a baby seeker friendly kind of church, but also yeah. touched on the deep too. Um, so it was good for them. But for me, I was like, I was kind of getting like hungry again. You know, I'm like, okay, it's time to be around my peoples. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, yeah. So just it had been such a long time since I was actually like excited to get to church like I'm driving like rushing to get to church you know and it had been quite a while so that was very that is very exciting. nice yeah. that's a good feeling yeah. I love that um we actually started coming here in 2018 uh-huh. when I was barely feeling Jesus at all and um they had child care and, and and I was like staying at home needing a break yeah. and I'm like okay I'll go right on <laughs> and then you <laughs> know we start hearing what we need to hear and um this this church has just been in our family because Tim's brother um they had his service here uh-huh. when he passed away and uh-huh. Tim was baptized here so then uh-huh. it ended up being I got baptized and awesome um, we got married here during COVID actually and really? like a, they have so many chapels I know <laughs> there's like a chapel that no one ever goes in and we got married here during really? COVID it was crazy oh so awesome I didn't so, know that yeah so we love grace and then we started celebrate recovery here yeah too. I saw that that so. was amazing I saw when he announced that and it's kind of cool to like be able to you know you're like distantly connected to people right through Facebook right so to watch Tim's kind of journey through what he was doing like when he was at the new um recovery center over in uh St. Charles what was the name of that Uh, one Arch no not that one that's how I met him actually was at Arch he was telling me last night he's like I wonder if if she remembers that yeah (laughs) I totally wow wow that was a while ago so then when he went to the didn't he switch from that to went over to the new new one that was on um uh Arena Parkway oh um 
oh, you're talking about Harris House. Yes. Wasn't yeah. he there for a minute? He was. Yeah. He was there for a good minute. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. That was a nice little Super spot nice. for him. Yeah. I never got to see it yet. Oh, yet. if you, you can go to her. It is beautiful yeah. there. Absolutely. It looks, I saw him building it. My parents don't live too far from there. Yeah. And when they were building it, I was like, well, that is going to be a top notch place. I can't <laughs> even imagine what that'll cost. Right. It's, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to like watch the journey and all yeah. over, yeah. all over the place. And it is, we're just all so connected and it's so exciting. Um, so how long have you been sober? Um, well, I actually, I was never... You're not. Ad- yeah. Okay. I'll I wasn't challenged that. with that. But, <laughs> well, okay, let me take that back. Okay. So I was never addicted to substance, mm-hmm. but I can very much say I was addicted to sex and the power of it. Okay. So I could say that. Yeah. I, I um, that. But it was definitely nothing that I um, like went through programs for. It was literally something that Jesus literally removed from me, and I will never forget the day. I, and I'll tell you the story. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, I'm ready for it. Um, so, yeah. So I like, and this is part of like even in, in the background of how Tiger Lily came, obviously, how Tiger Lily came to be. Yeah. Um, so I, when I was 21, I started dancing. And, and that was like my open door into everything else that I went into. And that was such a power trip being mm-hmm. up on the stage, right? Especially getting a lot of money for it. <laughs> and um, so that just progressed into, you know, what, how my life went and then I went was married and I went through a divorce and I was no stranger to commercial sex and I fell back into that for basically for uh safety well financial safety sake I was yeah. about to be homeless with my son at the time it was like one financial uh-oh away from losing everything and at that time it was too late or too old to get back into dancing. You know, I was like a grandma by that time. I don't so, know, man. I, when I worked, I saw some old Oh, I know, but I knew that. And didn't you look at them? You're like, you're a grandma. You shouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to be that one, you know? <laughs> so um, I actually went to go get a management job at a club in West Palm, and they wouldn't hire me because they said I would be too much like a peer. Wow. to the girls and he was like you're a great fit but i can't because you're too qualified i'm no i'm too much like <laughs> them right and we yeah. would be too too like pally mm. and i wouldn't manage them i would buddy buddy with them is okay. what he was afraid of right so anyway so life just went on and but i during the time of like after my separation it took like two years between my separation and my divorce and in that time i i lost my mind like i was in the darkest darkest place in my life and i was just like sex was my power trip. I could control that. I could yeah. call people in, send them away. There was no attachment. It was just my power trip. And I would get thrills out of like, I can walk into a room and I can command this room. I will get whoever's attention I want. And then that's it. So that never, it like stuck with me. And I like my whole life, I kind of had a weird, uh, uh, I don't even know the right word. Like, sexuality was very heavy on me from a really really young age Mm. and it was probably like I was probably 34 and I was I was in my bathroom I was like taking a shower and I was like super addicted to you know stuff (laughs) and I was like Jesus okay look this is not good I know this does not please you. I'm not supposed to be doing this, but man, can I, this has got to go. And I, I don't know what to do about it. 
and I didn't at that time I didn't even know like there there was people you could talk to about it right but right. clearly I didn't need to I went to Jesus right yeah and I was like you got to take this away from me and he gives me vision a lot and I saw him like I was it's like a shower tub thing right so I saw him at the where the handles would be at for the tub but it was like there was no wall it was him mm. and he was huge huge and he like his hands were like holding the bathtub with wow. me in it you know and he was that big and I'm crying and I'm just like I need you to, this has got to go yeah and he just went like just blew his just blew on me and I felt it from my toes to my floor it was gone wow just like that that's amazing it was incredible I've never like yeah you know <laughs> so and and there'd be times I would almost like challenge myself of is it really gone and I would try to bring myself back to <laughs> what I was struggling with yeah. and I couldn't go there mm. I couldn't he gave me such a conviction wow and it was like he put this block yeah it was amazing and and that's like uh, so I'll go and I'll talk to people in in recovery and stuff and even working with our girls that are challenged with that too not yeah. just substance but sex too because that's all part of the life you know right and I ask them the question all the time, do you believe once an addict, always an addict? And they were like, well, you know, they all say yes. And I'm like, I don't. Because Jesus is the healer. He mm. is the one who sets you free. He didn't set you partly free. Right. He didn't. He doesn't want you to struggle with that. He mm. doesn't want that to be a part of you anymore. He wants it gone. Yeah. And if you let him take it all away, he'll take it all away. That's good. Oh, and it's just so, I firmly believe that. That's so good. He's I have so many. Yeah, that's so good. I have so many questions. Yeah. So, um, so I was talking to Tim about this the other day, and this is not on my notes, but I just came to mind. Um, if if somebody is continuing to struggle with depression, like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that they've ever really been freed if they've if you don't think so? Mm -mm. I was just talking to a friend of mine today about this. Um, she has got her twin grandsons visiting and they're getting ready to leave on Saturday. She mm -hmm. flies them back home and she's flying right back. And uh, she's like, I'm going to need you the day after I'm going to be a hot mess. I'm already feeling the feels and the depression. And I was like, no, you're not great. Oh, that is not a gift of the father. Right. That is not of him. I was like, you do not receive that gift. You don't receive that, <laughs> you know? And it was just like, it was, she like consciously made that shift of, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And she got this grit of yeah. that is the enemy. That is not my father, mm. you know, and we will always struggle with our own thoughts, our own depression. And we get ourselves in that depression because yeah. we stew and we dwell and we grind on these thoughts and we let them come at us from 20,000 different directions instead of telling them, shut up. Right. I need his voice. Yeah. He's the only one who can take that away. That's true. That's good. So, so. you no longer have any sort of sexual struggles there no that's amazing yeah that's now amazing. okay i will be on like maybe okay so that was when i was 34 35 36 ish i'm 45 so 10 years ago that happened okay so i will say maybe in the last like three years the the thought of the temptation has come back in mm -hmm. but i know it now yeah you know what it is yeah so i know i can be like mm, nope but Shut that's my, but that's me being I have to make that choice to be like I know who you are and you're not welcomed here. Right. And I only got that strength because I've seen what he's done. So it's almost like I I don't have 
I don't have permission anymore to be a wuss. Mm. He gave it all for me. If I can't stand up to this little thing that is tempting me. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I can't do that. That's, <laughs> That's good. Not. So I pull my, my grit from him. Yeah. So And that authority. Yeah. And that yes. boldness. I love yeah. it. Um, so let's see what we got here. Um, what? So, so your journey um, in... I don't want to like use the wrong verbiage or anything. So I don't want to offend you at all. I don't. I think I, I don't get think we're gonna be good. How long were you in the sex industry? Oh, um, I went in when I was twenty-one, um, and I was out completely when I was. I hate doing math. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I have a hard question. It was 2011. Okay. Um, oh, God. I do my math. <laughs> I was probably, so almost, probably about 10 years, all in all. In and out, in and out, in and out. Because it's like, it's always your fallback. Yeah. It's easy. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. When I, I only worked at the, the strip club for two years, and then I moved away out of state and with a guy, you know, clung to him. Mm-hmm. And when we broke up, that was my first that's how I knew how to make money. Right. And I knew that I could, the right. potential. Right. Was, I, was I actually making a lot of money at the end? Right. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I make the joke that nobody wants a dance from a sad stripper. <laughs> and, <laughs> unless, you know, the really sick people. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, <laughs> just being honest. Yeah. Um, so what, um, how have you... Did you always know Jesus? No. Uh, Okay, so I was raised Catholic from, and I went to Catholic grade school. So from kindergarten through eighth grade, I was taught who God and Jesus were. I had no idea who Holy Spirit was. Yeah. Not at all. Um, I didn't have my own Bible until I was 34. Um, It was always read to us. Yeah. So, and it was all just routine. You know, it was just, I, I could still recite the Mass. So I had I had the knowledge of who he was, and I knew that if I ever needed him, I could call on him and stuff. But um, I I just always had the attitude of like very like nonchalant in my. I definitely did not have a relationship with him at all because right. I was just like, oh yeah, I love God. God loves me. Like he knows me. Whatever. I've gone to church enough to last me the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> and why why do I even want to pray? Because I have to pray through like twenty thousand saints to get to him. So what's the point, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. So no, I did not always know him, like personally, you right. know. Um, but boy, did I meet him for real when I was at the tail end of me being trafficked. Um, and, you know, you can look back over life and see, like, all the times when you were totally clueless of him, how very evident he was in things, oh, you yeah. know? Um, but, like, the very tail end of when I was trafficked, I was being sold out of the hotel rooms. Um, I would just pray. And I'd just be like, because I did that that part. I, I had my son with me. He was six, seven like Plus. in the motels? No, 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 not oh, okay. with me, with me. But he was like, it was just me and him right. in, in life, you know. Um, very rarely was his dad around and very rarely would he go stay with his dad and whatever. So we were together all the time. So I would do that during the day when he would work or when he was at school. Okay. And so I was able to, I just was watching this. This is so funny. And I was just on another show talking about this. So I kind of feel like I'm, I got to get used to that, like repeating the story. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm supposed to do that, right? Um. But like, uh, I just lost my train of thought. What was I saying? 
um you would do that oh yeah so i would go home and come go there and go home and go back and like to me that when i think back on that now it's like you know trafficking has so many different faces to it so many different ways that it happens and literally the underlying method of trafficking period is mind it's in your mind Mm -hmm. you know like yes abductions happen yes you know the the romeo pimp comes in and swoons you and then you like trauma bond and you're stuck with him but a lot it's all in your it's it starts in your mind it's a mindset Mm -hmm. you know and if you're in a vulnerable place then the people who know what to look for they get you and i was in that vulnerable place so you know i where i was the hotels i was working out of were like 45 minutes from where i lived so it wasn't like Five, you know, right down the street. I had to right. intentionally drive pretty far to get there yeah. and then get back home to my son when he got off of school. So you're on a sc- schedule. Yeah. And they, they let me do it, mm-hmm. but I always knew I had, I, sh- I better be back, you know, and they would always mess with money and, you know, they knew where I lived. They knew I was a single mom. They knew, they knew a lot about me, you know, and um, so I knew you better get back. Right. Until I was just done being back. But when I was down there in the hotels, like, it was so scary. Like, I would not, I couldn't stand having lights on because the sound of the lights was too much for me. Hmm. So I would have the bathroom door or the bathroom light on and the door cracked. No other lights on, no TV, no radio, nothing. I would sit in a, like, the chair next to the bed at the little table and I would just, and my phone would sit on the table and I would just pray every time in between clients. I'd be like, you know, God, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like, I know you don't want me doing this. Mm. You know, I, I know that, but I just, I have to pay my rent or I have to pay my electric. I just have to get ahead and then I won't do it anymore. Just please keep me safe. Don't let me get killed. Don't let me get arrested. Just let me get home. Mm. And then when I get ahead, I'll do it. You know, I'll stop doing it. But I didn't pray the prayer of God. There's got to be something else. Right. Because by the time I was in that position, I didn't think I, there was anything else. Mm. I had like exhausted option, you know, every option I thought that I had. So I'm praying, praying, praying. And, you know, in that time when when I'm feeling like God's like two million miles away, I'm like, I don't even know if he can hear me, right. you know, but I'm still praying because I know I should. I can. So I'm like on a whim, like, Father, you know, then God, it was just God. It wasn't Father. It was God, I hope you hear me, <laughs> you yeah. know. And I would have when the clients would come to the door. So that was like kind of intricate, too. Like I it was a very um, multifaceted uh, operation basically I the top guy I never saw him I had a watcher who would sit in the parking lot and watch and then he would communicate with the appointment setter who was another female who I never saw and she would set the dates and whatever and so when the dates would come in she would contact him and he would contact me wow yeah and say hey there's somebody coming up in five minutes whatever so my phone would go off and I'd be like <gasps> you know and I would start yeah. praying <laughs> you know right and then Depending on who was coming to the door, if it was a guy that had any kind of couth, any kind of morality to him at all, he would look at me and he would look above me and he would look at me and he would be like, no, I got to go. I just got goosebumps. And I would just like, (laughs) you know, and and that happened all the time. And if it was guys who just were there with their agenda, they wouldn't even look at me and they would just barrel into the door, you know. But that happened so many times that my watcher came up and asked or said to me that the top guy was asking him, dude, what's the matter with this girl? Why does she have so many walkouts? Is she like a fat pig or something? Wow. Yeah. 
And he was like, no, actually, she's pretty hot. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I don't know what's up. <laughs> so he, um, he came in the room, and he was, like, testing me. Whatever. He wanted me to, like, do things to him. And I was like, and his And name- did you know? That it was like a I, f- I just felt secret. it was a test. I just felt it wasn't like it was out of the norm that he was like doing that. It wasn't normal, you know. Yeah. He was just he was just a guy working. He was basically like working security for me, you know. Okay. And but he would collect the money and he was the middleman and he would get a cut of it for watching, you know. But he never like put himself on me, you know. And right. he was just testing the waters. And I was sitting there because we were just talking about life at that point in time. And I was like, dude, knock it off. I was like, you know why I'm here. Right. You know, I'm not, I don't need to do this with you to prove anything to you. Like, right. And so I was just very different. I don't know. So um, when I did that to him, when I was like, dude, get off kind of thing, I was like, whoa, girl, <laughs> like, you're back, <laughs> you know? And then, then I, I, I don't know, I, I stumbled upon a, a different job opportunity during the day. And that was my out. That was very soon after that. So it was almost like, you know, my prayers were, my prayers were answered so sideways to me, you know, yeah. but he, they, they were so intentional. So. Were you afraid to switch? When it finally happened, I wasn't. Prior to that, I was. Yeah. What do you think? Was it financial insecurity? Like, what was your main, like, were you afraid of these people? I was all the above. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I had... I had no money, you know, so I had yeah. to do that. So that was like the the pressure of it. But the, yeah, I was afraid of, like I said, they knew when when I started with them too. They had it set up like a job, and I, I they were so slick about it because it was online, and I knew what I was applying for. I, it wasn't yeah. it was a modeling agency. I knew it was not a modeling agency. Mm. I knew it was an escort agency, you know. Yeah. And but they made it like a legitimate business. Well, we need your driver's license, your social security wow. number. You know, so we could set you up on to pay you and stuff, just like they would with a regular job. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sign me up, right? So I gave them my driver's license, my social security number. They had my address. They had, you know, and they just they knew plenty enough about me, yeah, that I had better be back or wow. else. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's how they like got you. What was yeah. a job? It was like a job. Mm-hmm. And so how did you go from working at the club to um, to seeking this job? Um, well, that was – well, the, the club was the 10-year-ago mark, okay. right? So it yeah. expanded over 10 years. Um, but from when I got divorced, separated, whatever, I had a really good job. I was managing um, hospitality. Mm-hmm. I was doing, like – uh, it was a private beach club in Delray Beach, like very uppity, and I managed the whole outside, and I had like 12, 12 or 13 people on my staff. Is that Florida? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I did the whole, like the pool, the beach cabanas, the bar, the kitchen. It was an awesome job, but it was hospitality. So it right. was like all the holidays, you know, doubles and triples and weekends and stuff, and I hadn't lived in that area long enough to have like really good friends, mm-hmm. just acquaintances and neighbors, you know, and you can only ask favors of people that you're not close with too many times, you know? Right. So, and I was just under so much stress going through the divorce and stuff. And my boss was just a snit. He was, he was such a snit, but we got into it one day and I know he was intentionally pushing my buttons and I was like, well then fine. I just quit. He's like, okay. 
And I'm like, oh, God, what did I just do? Can I just take that back, please? And I was like, oh, shit. So I, oh, so I quit. And uh, that's when I started, like, totally abusing the power of sex. Because mm-hmm. then, like, my life was totally shattered. I lost my great job and whatever. So I started looking for other jobs that would fit my schedule and stuff. And it's South Florida, right? Things just are not on the up and up in South Florida. That's kind of the norm. It's very seedy. And especially in like in the hospitality line of work. And I was doing, I was like, well, since I've been front of the house for so long, I know, I know the industry. So I will go to the back of the house. So I went into sales and I was selling all kinds of stuff and just picking really bad companies to work for. Mm -hmm. They'd either go out of business or they would not pay my commissions or one thing after another. Right. And I went through like nine different jobs in a really short amount of time. And I'm like, okay, enough already. Like I'm already doing this. I'm already abusing myself with my power trip. So I might as well make some money on it. So at that time you were just getting like hooking up. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, well, God gave it to me. I better put it to work. Mm. And I knew sex sold. Yeah. So that's what I went back into. So I walked back into it, right? And so I, I kind of I coined this uh, acronym for that. It was self-trafficking. Mm. So selling sex and emotions for a life of fear, right? So I walked into it, and it was just such – the enemy's slick. He is. You know? And he, he blinds you with, oh, you're, you got this. You're in control. You know? It's – you're strong. You can do it. Powerful, whatever. And man, it was just this, like the craziest slippery slope. So I got to see many facets of it. I, I was in brothel. I was in a brothel. I was almost going to another one, but I was like, ew, I can't do that one. That one's not good for me, right? Yeah. As if it's whatever. Standards, <laughs> exactly. Right? I do have standards, <laughs> right? I, did, I never went on the street because um, I had standards, right? <laughs> So I was in brothels. Um, I did. I sold myself for a little while online, and I did video. And then I was like, "No, I'll probably get better exposure or whatever going through a company." And that's how I ended up with the modeling agency. And mm. that's how it went. Wha bam! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went real. Yeah. Wow. Yes. How did you get out of that and have a relationship? How does that transition into? <laughs> It didn't very well. <laughs> um, so when I met my son's father, I was already, well, no, okay, I was already, I started dancing, but we weren't together yet. So I met him at the nightclub that I was cocktailing at. He was a DJ and I was cocktailing. And we hit it off. We weren't really like officially dating or anything, but we would talk all the time at work. And then we did start dating, but I was, then I had started dancing. So I was doing both. And he knew that, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, He'd come up to the club sometimes and not be at the stage. He'd hang at the bar, you know, yeah. and have drinks and stuff and talk to the girls and whatever. It was just we'd all hang out. And uh, then we started getting serious. And I was like, well, I should probably not do this anymore <laughs> if we're really going to talk about doing anything. So I stopped, but we didn't stop the lifestyle. Okay. So we were still partying. We were still going to the clubs. We were still in the strip clubs. We, um, we took our marriage, like – to a very dark place you know people are always like oh you ever dance you know dance with the devil and i was like yeah well i threw his parties Mm. you know and we we literally did yeah and uh it really it ruined our relationship and we ended up getting divorced 
So. Are you seeing anybody now, or have you had, um, have you? I have, and it's so cute that you <laughs> asked that question. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that I'm going to say this. You might not. Yes, I, okay, you can or cannot put this in if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> but um, I have, so since then, I had been in relationships, okay? Um, yes, I am just starting to talk to somebody right now. And, like, God sent, like, a okay. 100 million percent, okay? But back to the other side. So I was separated, divorced, was went back, went into the life again in that time. When I left there, the job that I got bartending it was daytime bartending a couple days a week it was enough to get me by mm -hmm. and you know to get a daytime bartending job in Florida somebody's got to die because it's just hospitality everywhere right yeah. and so so I got that and shortly into working there this guy walks in and when he walked in it was like electric lightning pow. And we were like, who are you? What? <laughs> so we started talking and we were together for about three and a half years and it started out absolutely amazing. And I was at my lowest of my lows. Still, I was worthless to myself mm -hmm. and he was like my rescue. Yeah. You know? And so oh, I really, yeah, no, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of really put him on a pedestal that he didn't really belong on. And he kind of knew that, Yeah. you know, and he would through like, as we were together longer and longer, like probably the first year and a half we were together was awesome. It was very like, it felt like a, a vacation every day. It was just happy and fun. And, you know, then something shifted and it started getting really abusive, like verbally abusive and like yeah. dangling. Like I should have left you where I found you mm. a lot of times. Like he said, that he to said you? that to me, wow. I should have left you where I found you. And it's like comments like that. And at first I was like, thought he was joking around but then it started happening more and more and I was like oh you really believe that mm. <laughs> okay and um so that progressed and I ended up leaving that I tried to like an exit plan probably six times prior to me actually being able to leave but during that relationship was when I got saved wow yeah because it, it, I don't know if it, if it truly no me being so I can say it, my, me being saved really had nothing to do with him Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. Thank you for <laughs> so, clarification. yeah, yeah. Um, there is a reason why I got, or how and why I got saved, but it was when I was with him. And uh, then when I got saved, like I started getting convicted a lot of we're playing house. Like we were engaged, but yeah. I'm like, what is this? Like the five year engagement? It's like never going anywhere, right. <laughs> you know? So we're three and a half years in and we're not talking about dates or anything. It's just I have a ring on my hand, really beautiful ring, but it's not going anywhere, right? <laughs> And um, so I was convicted. I was like, we're playing house. Like, we're not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And he was like, do you, f are, are you starting to think that because of like church and stuff? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, like we're, we're taught that. Right. And he would go to church with me sometimes, you know? So anyway, I ended up leaving that. And that was a massive God gift of me leaving, like the whole exit supplying like the needs that I needed to go. And it was he put a beautiful bow on it by giving me something specific that I knew. I'm like, oh, God, this was totally you. Yeah. You know? The Bible calls us to be submissive wives. Mm -hmm. And um, I know me personally, like, navigating what that means versus what it meant. Right. Um, very different. Very different. Um, and kind of scary, you know? Like, even in the at the beginning of my marriage, yeah. before it was a marriage, you know, like little things just um 
reminded me of the past. So how do you define submissive now? Like, what does that look like to you? If it honors God. Okay. That's good. Yeah. 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 Honestly, because if it's uh, if it's not God honoring by what whatever his actions are, if they're not honoring God, that that you don't submit to that. Right. Right. You know, just the, the yeah. line of submission. Yeah. The church, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That's something that that's more new to me that I'm. Yeah. And n- not the like I want to be a submissive wife. You know, I want to yeah. do what God calls me to do. But like also having hit like we first bef- in, in Ephesians, everyone likes to quote that one too, like wives submit. Right. Um, right. But before that, it tells us both to submit to God. Right. Yeah. So what does that look like? You know, yeah. so is the man that you're seeing now, is, is he in church? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've literally like we've only been talking like a week. I'm sorry. No, it's OK. Because <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. And I'm going to let him know like, hey, we literally talked about <laughs> But um, no, like we've been talking for a week and like he's, he loves Jesus. He seeks him. Mm. He like submits to him. He prays for like his will for him. And the fact that we even just speak the same language when it comes to that is out of this world because being in the dating scene, man, it's, it's sad. There are so many empty, broken vessels walking around lost and I joked with him. I was like, so it's true that men really don't ask for directions. <laughs> like, and I was like, I'm kidding. But no, like there were so just, it, it, I found myself praying for more men than dating them, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I'm like, boy, you, you're lost. You really. Yeah. And it was just so different with like, I could just tell immediately by his vocabulary that he was genuine. Yeah. He was like, uh, man, I just genuine yeah and he's in like endearing and he, mm. he cares you know and he's working he's, he's honest about like i'm working on myself and that is very cool yeah and very exciting and, and it's like it's new you know and i was just talking to a friend i was like you know i don't even have like it's not butterfly hold on like it's not butterflies it's like a resolve yeah a confidence of like god i feel you mm-hmm. in this and I, that's different because I've not felt God in anything else prior. Right. So, yeah, pretty powerful. That, that's very powerful. Yeah. I know sometimes I can try to be like, this is God. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not <laughs> right. God. Well, God said. <laughs> God told me to be very me. clear, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to slap me in the face. Yeah. I need yeah. big signs. Yeah. And but like you know double what, confirmation. I, I did mm-hmm. until I started realizing that usually, okay, he'll repeat yeah. A lot. Yeah. But even in his repetition, there is a smoothness to it mm. all the time. Yeah. And that's, I finally, I'm like, you are not loud. You are not in my face. Mm. You are so. He's a gentleman. Right yes. He is. You know, and mm, you just know the difference when you know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that confirmation yeah. too. Yesterday, um, I was actually listening to. Um, your latest YouTube video, I guess you were talking about the Polaris project mm. and, you know, all the uncoverings and stuff. And um, you said something at the end of it. And I had been struggling. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I have no idea. And it's scary to put yourself out there. You know, it's scary mm-hmm. to be vulnerable and try something new, especially yeah. because I've tried things and I've quit things. And and I don't know, mm. you know, but I, f- I felt real scared (laughs) like uh, I'm scared to walk you know and I feel almost paralyzed to continue 
Um, but you, I don't even remember what you said, but it was like, it was that, it was that smooth feeling that it was, it was God talking to me through you, through this video that you posted a month ago, you know, but like, it was just, um, confirmation. Like the enemy wants us to be scared. You said he mocks and he, he tries to imitate what God made and it is beautiful. And I, I think a lot about working in the sex work industry, um, at least from my own experience, like. Satan tried to mock what God made beautiful and that's us. Uh And like, it makes me emotional thinking that I would sell myself short. Right. You know? Right. And and to give my, well, and think about it too. Like he makes, he makes those lies so enticing. He makes them seem beautiful. Right. And they're not, they're dirty. It's like putting lipstick on a pig, you know, that saying, you know, and it's true. He, he's such a liar and he, but, but he's the beautiful one, right? He was the most beautiful one in heaven besides father. And he was cast out. So he hasn't lost his beauty. Mm. He's, if, if he was not beautiful, we would not be enticed to him. That's good. That's true. That's you so know? true. Have you read the book Captivating by John and Stacey Eldridge? Mm-mm. I was literally just um, listening to it. I highly recommend. He also wrote Wild at Heart. Uh-huh. This is like a shameless plug. Not that I'm like this right. huge podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, you are. Speak it. <laughs> He talks about like how Satan was beautiful and and like why do you think that he went to Eve and whispered in her ear? You know, we we were the ones that um, like if we if the earth was a painting and God was the painter, he we were the finishing touch. He said nothing is good until we we came to be. And like that's the father that loves right. me, you right. know, that cares for me, yeah. that wants to sm- talk to me and yeah. tell me about, you know, I want to know that, you yeah. know, versus what the enemy, you know, I made $20 on my first stage dance and I thought I was like going to the moon, right. you know, <laughs> like that I've arrived here, right. you know, and like what a cheap trick. Right. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God is so good. Yeah. And he's so beautiful. He is. And, oh. so, and, and just that we get to just be little glimpses, you know, and I know that we've talked for um, a good amount of time, but so, but before we end, what was the the thing that made you want to start Tiger Lily Resources? Oh man, this <laughs> just in a, a quick few short minute. I'm just I'm kidding. Like, this, yeah. is not a quick, this is not a quick. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, no, it was it. Liter- okay, it was him pursuing. Yeah, it was him pursuing his purpose in me mm. to show me his purpose in me, and me being desperate to know what that was. Yeah, I thought I had an idea of what I could be, should be doing. Yeah. And he just kept pursuing in that, in that repetition, he would show up in places that were just obnoxiously odd and it got my attention mm-hmm. and it made me press into him and be like, okay, wait, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. You know, but it was, it was me desperately seeking him because, and I, I quit, like I quit life. I, not, I was never going to do anything to myself, but right, I quit yeah. life. Like I, I had started going to a new church and we, I went on a prayer walk and I was going to have a to do with him and I was done. I was like, okay, whatever I'm doing, I suck at it. I quit. I'm mm-hmm. done. You say you got this. Okay, fine. It's yours. You take it. You do what you need to. I was mad. Yeah. It was like an ultimatum. I was like, <laughs> fine. Day. And man, let me tell you what, I was crying the ugliest alligator tears and I stopped and I wiped my eyes and I looked up and I looked in a tree and I promise on everything. I saw his face looking down at me, smiling with the most precious, endearing smile. And, you know, I didn't audibly hear him, but I heard in my spirit, he was like, you know, silly girl, like stop crying, get up and go do what I have for you. 
And in an instant, I had peace over me. I was done in that struggle, that unknown, that like, you know, feeling like you're Alice falling down the rabbit hole trying to catch any vine you can. He caught me Hmm. and he put me on the ground again. And he was like, go do this. I got you. And I just, I keep saying yes. And he keeps doing things because I keep saying yes. That's so good. That's so good. He'll take you where you need to be. I love it. And, um, tell me about why the name. (laughs) I love that part. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so the tiger lily represents, uh, the essence of feminine courage. It is the most aggressive lily out of all of them. If you take one down, they immediately start growing back and they multiply. Mm. The colors, orange and brown, they represent self-worth, self-wealth, and creativity. And I could not make that up myself. I did not pick that flower. Right. He did. (laughs) Totally. That was one of those obnoxious repetitions. They kept appearing everywhere. Wow. Yeah. And And that was in Florida. And they're not native to Florida. And I kept seeing them everywhere. Wow. Yeah. And so I looked into it. There, there, right there. I love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. So that was his gift. Like everything about this is, it's him. It's all him. And I can tell when I am getting off of his purpose and trying to do my own thoughts and notions, it doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's all bad. Yeah, it's all bad. I have really bad yeah. ideas. So I just, then, then I have to stop and I'd be like, okay, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you know? Get back in line. Let's go again. And um, yeah, it's, this has been the craziest um understanding of obedience mm. you know he, he'll definitely like for me like the in the beginning of it in the beginning of it it was sweet it went well the middle of it he stripped everything away from me and it was the most painful scary thing I've ever been through outside of going through my divorce it was worse than that mm. and then that was my my moment of okay I have to trust you yeah. I have nothing left to go on but you right so here we go and it's been more than I could have ever imagined. The lives that he's changed, and it's just been amazing. So you do the Tiger Lily resources full-time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, without going too much in depth, because I know that just to for other women's sake, um, what was it like with your first, um, like helping your first survivor? Oh, man. It was crazy. Um it was unexpected. Like I just, I had just made um, our first connection with a local law enforcement with the Hazelwood Police Department, mm-hmm. and um, we weren't like fully working together. I just made, I just had the first meeting with the social worker, and then I was supposed to meet with the judge and the captain, and I hadn't done that yet. Mm-hmm. She was setting that up, so she called me, and I was assuming it was to set up that meeting, and she was like, "Hey, what are you doing? Are you busy?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just getting in my car. What's going on?" She's like, "Well, can you come? We have a girl." Okay. <laughs> you know, don't panic. Right? And ev- you want to talk about enemy attack. Mm. Oh, he was like, you're not ready yet. You don't have your information. You don't have your bags. You don't have this. You don't. What are you doing? You can't go. Like, massive darts coming big oh, time. Yeah. And I clearly heard my father say, will you go get my baby? Mm. Yes, I will. Wow. <laughs> and I went, and I get to the station, and... The, the precinct is not very big. And from the, the entrance door to the office was maybe like a 15-foot walk, not far. Mm-hmm. And the social worker was like, okay, so before we get in there, I'm going to brief you on who you're about to meet. She's 16 years old. Huh. 
I'm expecting to meet like somebody in their 20s, you know, a little angry. Right. No, I'm walking in to meet this precious baby girl. Wow. And she looked like a China doll. She was absolutely beautiful. Before I went in there, I, like I had seconds to pray. I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you now. Like, I don't know what to do with this. We're just going to, okay, we're going, yeah. you know. And when I went in, he's so good. Like he pays attention to every detail. That day. I was working at, we had a little boutique resale shop Mm -hmm. and I never dressed down, but I never dressed dressy. I just dressed cute to be there. Yeah. That day I had on jeans, a t-shirt with a hoodie underneath of it with the hood out, you know, and my shirt said, I rock with Jesus. And I had bright orange tennis shoes on and my hair was up in a huge ponytail. I don't ever dress like that when I go there. Okay. And I walk into the room to this 16 year old girl dressed like that. Wow. And she immediately, like, she was like, well, you're not a normal social worker kind of look, you know? And that, that was one wall down immediately because my presence wasn't threatening to her. Yeah. And I just sat there with her. I didn't say a word because I'm praying. I didn't know what to say, but she didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm praying. And I just sat there and I just heard Holy Spirit just like, be still for a minute. Just be still. And I sat there until she said the first word. And then it was, it was on. And we got her taken care of that day. She's... That was years ago now. So she's yeah. done with high school. She's been, you know back home. She was done with high school, and she's having life now. So yeah, that was that's amazing. Yeah, that was a jump in the deep end <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, is there um, like an alumni kind of program with Tiger Lily? Um, ish. We have. It's not really a program. We just stay connected. Okay. You know, um, yeah. and I do have one of my alumni. That's who I messaged right before the show. Um, she was the second one that we worked with, and she is now married and she has her own little girl and she's starting her own business now and um you know she doesn't it's not that she's not lacking any she still has challenges Mm -hmm. you know and um so we still support and we still help with if there's ever needs of like i need additional counseling or whatever right because those things don't disappear yeah that quickly you know so um but she's doing absolutely amazing i'm so proud of her and yeah we we definitely stay in touch and i just got a call a couple weeks ago um from one of our other girls that we helped she was like 24 at the time something 23 24 25 and she had a little girl at the time Mm. and i just got a message from her grandma the girl's mom she called me and i didn't answer i was in the middle of something and anytime we talk we're still connected like i stay connected with majority of the families after time you know yeah and uh, but anytime she calls we're on the phone for like an hour you know and i couldn't be on the phone for an hour at that time so I didn't answer I was going to call her back and I get a text message and it's from grandma but she it's from the daughter Mm. or the baby the baby girl yeah and she was like Miss Meredith I just want to say thank you after all these years of you helping my mom that was just really nice of you it's me I was four years old now and I'm not now and I'm like oh my god (laughs) oh it was amazing so it's like to just see what he's done yeah through me yeah. Like, who am I to be picked to be chosen to be honored enough to touch these people's lives and right. do this, you know? And he just smacked me right now with that because he, he got me on that before. Who am I to be? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I used to say that a lot. And he got me one time in my kitchen. I was on the phone talking to somebody and I said that. Who am I to be doing whatever it was? Yeah. And he was like, who are you? You're my daughter. Daughter of the most high right? king. <laughs> like, that's who you are. Like, don't ever say that again. Who are you? You better know who you are. <laughs> and I'm like, I will never say that again. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah. awesome. I feel like I 
could talk to you so much and yeah. I just love you. I, love I barely know you, but I just love I you. I love all the things that you're doing and I really appreciate your time and yeah. letting me guinea pig you. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm excited. Purse. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what comes of this yeah. and what happens more at Tiger Lily. So I'm going to press. Okay. Goodbye. All right. Thank you. you. Thank yeah. You. <laughs>